Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hello, Coach Laura Erickson with BlondeRunner.com, and I am excited to share with you triathlon training, especially for beginners. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot of new stuff to do, and so I wanted to just talk to you about it. Um, So let's define what a triathlon is to begin with. Um, Generally, triathlon is a swim and a bike followed immediately by a bike ride and then a run. So that is your general swim, bike, run. Um, but there's also something called the reverse triathlon, which starts with the run, goes to the bike, and then the swim. But that's far less common that you'll see, but it's mostly a swim, bike, and a run. Now, I think a lot of people have heard about an Ironman distance event, but I will say that there are different distances. And they're fairly standard. There is some variability just based on where you're doing the um, activity at. But the sprint distance is your pretty much beginner try. That's where you, or length, um, that's where you want to start with. So the distance for the swim is usually between 300 and 750 uh, meters. It's a little bit different just depending on where you're doing it at. It's followed by a 12 mile um, bike ride generally and a 5k run. So five, a 5k being 3.1 miles. Um, your next more common distance is Olympic you're going to do 1.5k swim, a 40k bike ride, and then you have a 10k run. Uh, The next distance is your 70.3 and that distance really is adding the distances from the swim and the bike and the run all together, which is 1.2 mile swim. You have to 56 mile bike ride, a 13.1 mile uh, run. And then your full Ironman distance event would be 140.6, and that's 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then followed by a marathon at 26.2 miles. So there's all those distances. And another thing in my area, they often offer a novice distance, which is half of the sprint. And so if you're just getting started, that might be a really good place to start. So you're not quite as intimidated. I also know in my area, we offer an indoor triathlon. So if you're just starting and you're not sure, like you don't want to make the investment um, in buying a bike and you're not sure, then check your area and see if they have that option. Uh, With ours, we do like a 15 minute swim then there's a transition time and then you, you're off on a bike, you go to the bikes, uh, it's just your stationary bikes, and then they do an indoor run on the track. So some people, some places might do a treadmill, but that's a great option, especially when you're first starting, because you're not really, you know, maybe you're not sure you like it so much, um, but that's a great way to kind of test it out and see if you like it. And you know, if they don't offer one in your area, do it yourself. Just go to the pool and time yourself on, you know, and see how far you can go or set a distance for yourself that's common, maybe your sprint distance um, length, and then see what you can do. That's always an option too. So the thing I love about triathlon training is one, the variety. It's so good for your body to have that variety. But um, also coming from a run background, you know, just running all the time, it was nice to challenge my body in different ways. Plus I think you have lot less injuries. Um, Another thing that I like about it is that you kind of have five shots at doing well. Um, So maybe you're not a great swimmer, right? But you can maybe cycle really good. Or maybe you are a really good runner. Or maybe you've mastered your transitions. Now the transition is 
you're basically transitioning from your swim to your bike. That's considered T1. And your transition from your bike to your run is considered T2. So your transitions, you can also work on those and get them really fast. They are timed. So everything in a race is timed. Um, one of the common questions I get with triathlon is like, where do I, do I change between? No, you don't. Usually you're wearing, unless it's like an Ironman and they have a tent for you to change in. But most races, you're out in, a, in an open transition where your bike is hanging on a pole and you're going to, you know, get it and, and take off. But you wear what you're going to compete in the whole time. So there are triathlon outfits like that are a top and a bottom or there's a one piece so if you follow me on social media I'm sure you'll see I have a picture of me and in, in whatever you know so you're welcome to follow me there or check that out and you'll see um, I'm on Instagram at the blonde runner or coach Laura Erickson and that's l-o-r-a but so if you want to get an idea of what those look like or what you know equipment I go through a lot of different things on there and try to uh, do a lot of tips and things for you there so you're welcome to look at that now swimming is probably one of the least expensive sports as long as you have a gym membership or somewhere where you can get to a pool really all you need there is like a good athletic swimsuit um and then goggles I I suggest clear goggles even for open water swimming or of course pool swimming and then the cap a uh, funny thing, when I first started uh, swimming, I used to think, oh, this is going to keep my hair dry. <laughs> the cap is really not to keep your hair dry. I think it's more to protect your hair from breaking from the, the strap of the goggles. So that's really all you need to first start. I mean, yeah, there's a pool buoy and pool paddles, and there's a lot of equipment that you could use in the pool, and a lot of pools have that for you to use. But I suggest you know, just the basics for at first, um, and then get to the pool. Obviously, getting there I know some people are intimidated. They don't, you know, they're afraid of going to the pool, of what they might look like. Maybe don't feel comfortable in their swimsuit. But I will tell you, being, you know, going to the pool a lot, I don't pay attention to other people too much. I'm worrying about my own workout. And I would say most people are doing that. So you don't, you know, I think we think a lot of times everybody's watching and you're so intimidated. But you don't need to be. I mean, most people, if you don't get in your swimsuit, how are you going to look good in your swimsuit, right? So just... No excuses. Get there and get it done. And maybe you're nervous. Maybe a lot of people can't, they have a hard time breathing in the water. They don't, you know, they don't know how to put their face in the water. I do have on my YouTube account at The Blonde Runner, I do have a video clip on like how to get your face in the water and how to breathe in the water. Um, there's so many different clips and information. You know, don't be afraid to get in there and just do what you think you can do or what you know. And then just be willing to fail and make mistakes and do better. Um, on my website... I do have a video, a short video on most common freestyle mistakes. I've actually, I'll put a link below so you can get to that really easily. But I love it because it just goes through little, you know, swimming is a skill. And to get better at it, you have to learn those skills. And being aware of what, where you need to put your arms and what you need to do. And, you know, drag and head position and all those things. This video goes through it and I like the idea of a video because you can go back through and it talks about it while it's, you know, showing it. You can rewind it and I suggest watching that, getting to the pool, try to mimic what you can see and then going back and watching it again. Um, if you have an opportunity to be part of a master swim program at your pool, do it. Um, they'll give you feedback. They provide the, you know, support. You're swimming with other people. You often push yourself differently that way. You're given a 
training, uh, you know, every day. So that's really good. I often do um, swimming analysis too, where I can give feedback just, you know, on the side of the pool. Um, and, and there's, if there's a coach in your area, I highly suggest it. So getting better and having some feedback, that's what, that's, what's going to make you better. It, it's a skill. Um, but just get started. Don't be afraid. I remember when I first started, I, um, made a commitment to a friend I had been running with. She was a good big time swimmer. And I said, okay, I know I want to do these triathlons. I, so I set a time at the pool and I so wanted to bail because I didn't want to look like a fool because I was a runner. I wasn't really a swimmer. And I remember getting the pool, like I'm telling everyone, I'm just a runner. I'm not really a swimmer. I'm not, you know, and until I really embraced the idea that when I'm at the pool, I'm a swimmer, did I really start making improvement? So, you know, it's, and even the first time I swam, I didn't get all the way across the pool. I mean, like I was used to breathing whenever I wanted with running. And so, gosh, you know, figuring out when to breathe and everything, it's it's really kind of tricky. And so, uh, like I said, I I have that video clip on how to breathe on the YouTube, but it's super helpful. But know that, like, not a, you're not going to be perfect at it. Like the first time you started walking, were you like perfect or did you fall? I mean, expect you're not going to be perfect at it. And it's going to, there's a learning curve. And everybody's a little different. And maybe you come into triathlon with experience in swimming. But maybe you don't have the experience in cycling or running. So there's going to be a weak spot for everyone. Um, if In terms of triathlon, though, if you're going to have a weak spot, I would say swimming is probably the better thing to have a weak spot in terms of overall performance and time. Because most of your time will be spent on the bike. And especially the longer distances you go, like if you're doing Ironman, you're on the bike most of the time of that race. So I learned really quickly after my first, I, I did fairly well at my first, but um, I found that, gosh, if I really, really want to continue doing this, I've got to get really good at the cycling. That That's kind of what who's winning it, I guess, is the people on the bike. Um, and I'll say, you know, with cycling, it's it takes some time to get used to the saddle. Those sit bones hurt. And it's not always the saddle. You could get many, you can go through a million different saddles and it's still going to hurt because you have to just get used to sitting on those sit bones. And so when you first start cycling, you might find that you're only on the bike for 10 minutes and then you have to get off and kind of have a break. Or you have to stand on the pedals if you're outdoor or indoor and just give your sit bones a little bit of break. Um, but it does really help to have uh, with cycling to have really good cycling shorts. Even if you do these indoor triathlons, I would suggest getting some tri shorts. Tri shorts are a little thinner. You can swim in them. Um, but the cycling shorts, the thicker pad and using, sh um, you know, chafing cream. I like chamois butter is a really good brand. If you're in my area, just connect with me and I'll get you a sample. But the chafing stuff really helps a lot too. And do not wear underwear with your cycling shorts. So something that beginners need to understand <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't really talk about that or using the chafing cream right directly on those sit bones those areas where you can get those sores or things if you're on the saddle a long time but with cycling and if you okay so let's say you've done a, a beginner race on your own or you went to do it at the uh, you know one of your local rec centers and you like it and you want to do it and you think you want to buy a bike. I suggest a road bike. Um, there is something called a transition or a time trial bikes, which are designed more for triathlon. But I always suggest starting with a road bike and maybe get getting clip, clip arrow bars and things like that. Um, that way you can use it for uh, other road races if you wanted to. If you really thought you want to do a 100 miler or something like that, then that's useful. Um, the biggest thing to understand with the 
bike is you really need to get a, a fit. You need to get a, a bike that fits you. Um, it's nice to buy a used one. Maybe you'll save some money. But if you buy the wrong size, uh, I do triathlon clinics at our local one all the time. And I see people on the wrong size bike. And it's really hard to ever get comfortable on that bike. So I suggest going into your local shop and at least finding out what centimeter bike you need. What, you know, what the frame size should be for you. Um, if you get a bike at one of the local places, usually they do a tune-up for you and there's some sort of warranty on the bike and parts and things like that. And that's good to have as well. Um, yeah, so definitely if you're in my area and you're intimidated, you want somebody to go with you, certainly contact me and I will be happy to go in with you because I know it's sort of intimidating and they use words you don't know when you're first starting out. Another thing to know with cycling is you get what you pay for in terms of bike. If you you know, there's the basic aluminum bike and then there's a carbon fiber and you're talking a thousand dollars difference uh, with that. But if you have a carbon fiber, it's much lighter. And it's also very much more comfortable. So if you can afford it, great. Um, so that's pretty much another thing you need to understand is you need to have a helmet. You'll have to have, you know, you have to decide, do you want clip pedals? Do you want to use cages where you don't, you just use running shoes and the pedal? And you know, I did a lot of races that way. You don't necessarily have to go all out at first and there's a learning curve with your you know using clip pedals so think about that not something you have to start with just start with the flat pedals and and move into that later don't don't be afraid to just give it a try where you're at um you know if you're doing a triathlon and you don't have a bike yet or maybe you have a mountain bike or a cross bike of some sort use that first or borrow one from somebody just when you're starting out you know don't it can be really expensive. Just maybe make the investment when you decide, okay, you've done enough where you really are going to stick to it, then go for it that way. With running, I mean, good shoes matter a whole lot when it comes to equipment um, and making sure you have good running form. Uh, I do running analysis and I highly suggest it. If you are not in my area or wherever in your area, have a running coach look at you, give you feedback. If you can prevent injuries, especially running is probably the most prone to injury of the three disciplines. That's what you're going to want to work on is efficiency. Plus you run faster. So uh, good shoes is a definite must um, with that. And I do have video clips on choosing shoes and things like that. You're welcome to check out on my YouTube or my website. Um, but yeah, good form. And don't be afraid. Like you can walk. Some of these, now an Ironman has cutoff times, but if you do some of these local events, you can walk, run it. Don't be afraid to, you know, and if you're not sure, look at the previous results of the previous year and just see, gosh, you know, time yourself on 300 and see, ooh, where am I at? Um, same with cycling, same with running. Try to go do the whole route on your own and see, and then you're maybe not so intimidated in the race. Um, another thing to think about is, again, you have that transition, those transition, you know, T1, transitioning from the swim to the bike, bike to the run, um, T2, those times count too. So practicing moving from one activity to the next, I do have a video clip on this as well on my, I think it's on my, my website. I did a clinic and I just recorded it. So you can kind of see how do I set up transition? What does it look like? What's the equipment that I need? You know, we haven't really touched on nutrition in this, um, but that's definitely something to consider too when you're training because even though your sprint distance triathlon, I mean, even your fastest people would be maybe an hour. Um, your average is probably an hour and a half or more, and that's just the short distance. So it's an endurance event. You're going to be out there. You're going to need nutrition and need to know how to use it. So let's just touch on training. So you just, I mean, you're just 
trying to learn what to even do. And there's so much information out there. It's really like drinking from a fire hose if you plug in, you know, anything related to travel and training. And that's, uh, that can be daunting. So I like to keep it simple. When you first start, just do two, two, and two. Two times swimming, two times biking, two times running. Try to get an hour of exercise in a day. And then I also like my athletes to be doing a core strength and a routine, which is twice a week, twice or three times a week. I did put that on my YouTube my um, Instagram recently. I, I will post it below so you can check that core training out. It's really simple, but it's a way that we can stay strong and not in, get injured. Really, we want to prevent injury. Um, this kind of long training, if you do have any injuries or any you're prone to anything, it does start to show up with this type of training. So it's important to kind of mitigate that and make sure we're doing those things that prevent the injury to begin with. So if you're, you know, if you're not sure about all this or you like hands-on learning, I do offer in-person and online training where you can, where obviously I can customize everybody. Like I said, this is, this has to be a little generic because, you know, everyone listening to this has probably had experience differently in each area. Maybe you come from a swim background. Maybe you come from a run background. Maybe you're, you're a professional cycler and you, cyclist and you want to learn the other two to add it you know, together and put it all together. But I do offer group training programs and things like that. So if you're, if you really just want someone to help you along the whole time, then we can definitely do that. There are some generic programs online. They don't always accommodate for when your race is or, you know, how life is for real when you can't get a workout in or, you know, or you get injured or something like that. So the custom is nice in that way. So, uh, but definitely, you know, go out and, and read things and look, look for things and um, search things. And triathlon is amazing. It's a blast and it's so fun. And you can do this for years. So um, yeah, there's a, some equipment, but if you decide, hey, I really like it, the variety is really great. And you know, the community, the people, a lot of people do it for the camaraderie and the fun. And I highly, highly suggest it. It is nice to be kind of part of that community. And, and we sort of need the community right now. Um, another thing I want to touch on just as we're finishing up here is I think it's really important to document what you're doing. Um, I'm a big believer in keeping a training log. There is one online that I use to coach my athletes and I also encourage people to use it. It's called Training Peaks. They actually have an app. You can do it on your computer too, but and it can link to different devices. Like if you have a Garmin watch, a GPS watch, or you know, you use different apps on your phone, it can link to that. But it's kind of a way to track what you're doing. Because I think sometimes when we start something, we don't remember what we did when we started. We didn't think to track. Or maybe you're not really real with yourself and you need to be. Like when it comes to weight loss or something like that. Sometimes we don't want to get on the scale if it's not a number we're happy about. But the problem with that is if we never get on the scale and we've made progress, we don't know where we began. And if we knew, oh my gosh, I did lose five pounds. And wow, you get excited. Part of the challenge with this is staying motivated. And staying motivated is easy when you see progress or easier. So make sure you're recording things. And if you do your weight, I highly suggest measurements and I suggest body fat and all that is important. Um, if you're, if you're just starting out too, uh, with your running, go to the track, do a warm up, do a mile time to record that time. And, um, then see if you can improve that. Maybe do it the next week. 
that's another way to stay motivated in training is to just see that progress. But you have to have the baseline numbers. You have to record them. Maybe you don't want to do an online thing. Maybe you just get a notebook um, and start writing things down and, and start setting goals for yourself, even little you know, process goals every day. What am I going to do? Drink a little better. And it's interesting as you start taking care of you, how much better you can take care of you. It kind of perpetuates itself. You start, you start exercising and then you start eating better. And it's easier to exercise, I think, for most people to change that habit versus eating. And, you know, we haven't touched on nutrition a lot in this video or in this um, podcast, but I'm definitely going to talk about that a whole lot more. I know I've had a lot of questions on that and especially Ironman and things like that. How do you fuel yourself? But even for these shorter distance events, you'll need to learn how to fuel, but just kind of keep that in mind. Um, but this is kind of getting started. So, you know, I'd love to hear your progress. If you are starting in this and you, you know, jet me a text and say, hey, you know, uh, or an email or something and let me know, hey, I'm getting started. I, I'm happy to keep you a little accountable and ask how you're doing. I love to see people getting started in this. And um, yeah, certainly if you have any other questions or if you have different podcast topics you want me to cover, please message me. Um, you can find me at my on my website at blondrunner.com or you can find me on my Instagram, The Blonde Runner or Coach Laura Erickson, Laura, L-O-R-A. And yeah, message me. I want to know, or you can find me on Twitter at Blonde Runner. I really want to hear from you. I want to make these useful for you. And if you like this, make sure you, you like it, you subscribe, you share it with your friends. And I'm happy to share more and more. So until next time, live well.